she allows um she allows God to use her in a way um that is not um orthodox in this day and age, not known but unfortunately um the diseases that we have in this age and in this time is definitely needed for something supernatural. And um, been around her for many, many years now, I definitely have experienced the supernatural um, through the Word of God and through her her teachings and her leading, um, coaching individuals through reversing cancer um, by allowing our bodies to heal itself through what we partake and eat. And so you're in for a treat. Um, it's just, it's been... It's been it's been some amazing moments um, these last few months. I must say, the last couple of months has been some amazing moments, and I could definitely feel the transformation um, in my life, especially with some of the things that I'm eating and not eating. I'm not having such a desire for. Um, I must say, I haven't been eating potato chips like I really want to. <laughs> um, but this weekend in Washington, I had a bag of potato chips, and I haven't had any in months. And so I am super excited about that. <laughs> and that's all, uh, seriously, that is a, a huge step. That's a milestone for me um, because I just desire, desire salty things. But I've learned that through this process, the knowledge that you receive and the wisdom that come with the knowledge through the power of the Holy Spirit, um, it's not an overnight deal. It's a transformation. So it is a process, and everybody's on a different journey, and everybody's process is different. And so don't don't take lightly the little things that change in your life um, in, in all of this transformation. So I'm not taking that lightly. And so uh, I'm praying that um, more has joined us. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm going to go ahead and pray. And then um, Coach Nikki has given me scriptures um, to read tonight, and I am a little excited about this scripture because I'm just wondering what's going to come out of it. (laughs) (laughs) And so let's let's prepare our hearts. Um, I pray that everyone is having a great night and you're just full of strength and joy and peace. And um, I pray that if there's any sickness, upon us right now that um, through this line tonight, that the anointing of healing, um, that his word will be sent and your body will be healed from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. And I pray that you receive that in Jesus' name. And so let your hearts be prepared um, for prayer. <sighs> Father, we, we humbly um, put ourselves in a, a posture of thanksgiving, lifting up your holy name, thanking you for the power of the Holy Spirit that leads us, guides us, um, bring all things to our remembrance. Father, I'm just reminded of how much you care about us to have moments like this, um, to have wisdom and knowledge that is so powerful among us, Father. Sometimes we take this type of knowledge about health for granted, Father, because we're, um, at the end of the day, we're just selfish. We want to eat what we want to eat. We want to do what we want to do and not, and not see it as it 
then consequences for the things that we partake in, especially when it comes to food and sinful things, Father. There's consequences, um, good and bad. And so, Father, I pray that um, if there's anyone on the line tonight, including myself, that uh, we will find in our hearts now if there's anything that you disagree with that is not like you, that we will find our hearts in a place of repentance and that we will turn away um, from any wicked ways, anything that comes against your word, that comes against your mind, that comes against the power that you have bestowed into us to be one with you. Father, I thank you that you sent Jesus to be the great example. Jesus said that we would do greater works. And he has he he through the word has shown us all things, and now we're here to do greater works. And so, Father, I pray. I just pray for empowerment right now, Father. This prayer line um, is a prayer line of empowerment, healing, supernatural, um, miracle signs and wonders. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, I pray for the ears that can hear right now, the under the sound of His voice, if they can hear in the spirit realm, they will be empowered, Father. Um, Apostle mentioned uh, Friday night how sometimes we just lose, we lose it, we lose it right in the middle of of the beginning, um, Father. We lose, we lose that fire. We we lose, we get discouraged. And so, Father, right now, I'm praying that you just begin to encourage us, begin to empower us to move forward, to pick pick it back up. Whatever business that is, whatever whatever um, lifestyle changes that we we started out with from the beginning, Father, praying now that we will be empowered to pick it back up and move forward. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for your for your knowledge. I thank you for speaking right now that we can move forward and be empowered and be filled with your wisdom and your understanding. And so, Father, let it let the ears hear in the spirit realm what Coach Nikki has to say tonight, uh, and I pray, Father, that your wisdom and your clarity will come through her and that we will be able to glean and be changed, <laughs> that we would take this knowledge and not lack and not perish, but be empowered. In Jesus' name, amen. Our scripture, our scripture from, for tonight comes from um, the book of James. The book of James, chapter 3. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. That is um, the book of James, chapter 3, starting at verse 11, 12, and 13. And I hand it over to you, Coach Nikki. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor Bibi. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. I hope everybody is well. I know I start off with saying that every single week and that's because I really mean that I really hope that everybody is well because um, it's your birthright to be well you're supposed to be in abundant health 
And if you're not, the beauty is that that is something that you have the power to change. So my hope and my desire and my wish for you every week is that you be well, which is why I start off with I hope. My hope and my desire is that everybody who is in the hearing of my voice, who is on this call, is in absolute abundant health. And if you're not, you are at least heading in that direction. So I um, want to read that scripture one more time that I gave, that I asked Pastor Bibi to read for us this evening. Uh, but I'm going to be reading it in a different version. Awesome. There we go. Okay, so I'm going to be reading it, James chapter 3, verses 11 through 13. Um, I'm going to be reading from the contemporary English version. So the version that Pastor Bibi read from was the King James Version. So this is how it reads in the contemporary English version. It says, can clean water and dirty water both flow from the same spring? Can a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? Does fresh water come from a well full of salt? Are any of you wise or sensible? Then show it by living right and by being humble and wise in everything you do. Okay, let me see. All right, and then in the English Standard Version, it says, does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Um, Pastor Bibi read from the English Standard Version, not the KJV. Forgive, forgive. Okay, so you got it um, in two different versions this evening. All right, so... Earlier on today, um, while I was about my merry way, um, and I was being about my father's business, <laughs> um, I actually came across uh, something on social media that I posted on my social media page. And when I posted it, this thing, like it really just stuck out to me. Like, there are so many different things that we hear said in so many different ways. And although they technically mean the same thing, sometimes the delivery, sometimes the words that are chosen just have a way of penetrating so deeply or just really casting a different light on, you know, something mundane or something that we hear over and over and over again. You know how it is when you hear something over and over and over again. It's like, You hear it, but you don't hear it. Yeah, 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 I know all about that. But then you hear that thing, and it's said in such a way that it makes you stop. It makes you stop dead in your tracks, and it makes you contemplate, like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, I've never heard it said like that before. And that's what um, the post was like for me today. Now, Granted, this may not resonate with you the way that it resonated with me, but that's okay because when I saw it, 
I was very clearly given the message that that is what I needed to speak on tonight. So in the group, I had actually posted the same picture and said, yeah, we're going to unpack this tonight. And so the post was a picture of uh, varying vegetables. So I, I can spot that there was some Swiss shards. Um, I don't know if everybody knows what Swiss shard is, but it's a green. Um, and some of the times when you buy them, the, the stem itself can either be red or it can be white or it can be yellow. Um, there's rainbow Swiss shard, there's red Swiss shard, there's yellow Swiss shard. So therefore, they're called by the actual color of the stem. But the leaf itself is green. However, the stem and the veins that run through the green leaf um, are what changes color, depending on what type of shard it is that you've purchased. So then Swiss shard there, um, I see some kale. Um, there's some broccoli, and I've definitely seen some like green, green lettuce. Yes, like the, the the curly green lettuce. And on top of on top of the um, the vegetables, it says you are what you eat. Okay, and I know you've heard this before. I know I've heard it a gazillion times. Yes, I know I am what I eat. I am what I eat. But what does that really mean? Like when you really break that down, I am what I eat. So are you saying that if I eat a piece of, you know, a piece of broccoli, I'm a broccoli? Now, of course, that doesn't mean that, okay? In a, it doesn't mean that um, in, a, in a practical sense, it doesn't mean that, right? In actuality, you're not turning into a stem of broccoli. Okay, so you are what you eat. So don't be fast. Don't be cheap, don't be easy, or fake. So I'm going to read it again. It said, you are what you eat, so don't be fast, cheap, easy, or fake. Now, as I mentioned to you, I've heard you are what you eat. I teach you are what you eat. But when I read it like this today, that thing resonated with me so, so deeply. Why? Because I felt that it made it very practical, right? For the same reason I just said to you when you say, oh, I eat broccoli, so I'm a broccoli. No. But what it's saying is, if I was to add something to each of these words, where it says, don't be fast, when I saw that, what made me think, what it made me think of was fast food, okay? Your McDonald's, your Burger King your Wendy's, any of those foods that you can purchase when you're out that just um, fast, right? You go in there, you order, and provided that they're having a good day, within five to seven minutes, you have your food. And that's the whole reason why it's called fast food, because you get your food fast. Don't be cheap. And I thought of cheap food that we purchase, um, you know, um, like your ramen noodles or your package products, things that are cheaper and um, less costly, seemingly less costly to purchase, right? And then easy, again, made me think of fast food, like that's easy to just, I'm hungry, let me just go in the store, let me just go into this restaurant and grab something to eat because it's easy and it's fast 
and I just need to eat because I'm hungry, right? Or fake. When I think of fake food, I think of, in fact, I have this conversation with my children often um, where they'll want to eat something. Like my daughter may want me to buy her a packet of tackies. So let me preface that, yes, you know, I'm, I'm a health coach, but in my house, <laughs> that is still a journey in my house, right? Because everybody is on a journey. And so even my children still struggle with, you know, wanting to eat things that aren't necessarily the best for them. So my daughter, you know, she loves Takis and she's always wanted me to buy Takis for her. And I always say to her, London, that's not real food. It's not food, it's fake. Because real food is whole and it grows out of the ground, okay? And it's full, it's full of nutrients and vitamins and minerals, okay? So you're catching the idea of don't be fast, don't be cheap, don't be easy, and don't be fake. So when you break down each of these, the fast, the cheap, the easy, and the fake, and think about what that does when, you, when it goes inside of your body, this is how you become what you eat, right? It's just like, um, I know, uh, I'm sure that you all have heard ministers talking about guarding the avenues of your soul. Because what you take in, you become, right? So it's not necessarily that if you sit and watch a movie about serial killers that you'll become a serial killer. Of course not. But what it's talking about is the attributes and that by, by beholding, as Scripture says, by beholding, you become changed. And the question becomes, what are you changing into? So as it, as it pertains to health and um, nutrients and food, I always feel like there is a piece that's missing. And this is why a lot of the times people struggle with food, right? We have been taught by our parents or by our caregivers how to eat, right? So eating is a learned behavior. We are taught, we are set, you know, our caregivers and the people who were responsible for feeding us and nourishing our bodies are the ones in essence who teach us how to do that. So, and in their defense, they were taught by whoever came before them. They were taught by their elders. They were taught by their parents. They were taught by whoever their caregivers was, were. And so at some point in time, there has to be a changing of the gods, as it were. Because otherwise what happens is we're just going to keep passing down we're just going to keep, and that's where these generational, when the Bible talks about generational curses, these things just keep getting passed down and passed down and passed down. And then you get this, what seemingly hereditary diseases that follow through this, gener this, this, this family's hereditary line and not realizing that it's lifestyle and it's um, learned dietary habits that is actually being passed down, Right that is in essence helping the individuals in that, in that family to become what they are eating, right? So food, we've been taught that food is many things except what food really is. 
okay? Food is not about pleasure. It is not about enjoyment. It is not about um, um, comfort. Yes, these things can be a byproduct, but as far as it being the, the actual reason for food is food is chemistry, okay? Food is the initiation of a conversation with every cell within your body, okay? So think of it like um, food is a conversation, right? Literally, it's, uh, it's, it's a scripted, like, program, something that you plug into your computer, right? So when you eat food, whatever it is that you're eating, there is a conversation that is going to take place between the food that you are consuming and your body and every cell within your body. So when the food that you eat, let's say, speaks English or the programming that has been put into your body is a language that your body understands. So let's, we'll stay with the English, right? So the food that you've eaten is English. And your body speaks English. And so when the food enters your body and the food speaks English and your body speaks English, there is a beautiful language. There is a beautiful form of communication that takes place. There is understanding. There is very clear directives that everybody knows what they're supposed to do, where they're supposed to go, what their job is, what their responsibilities are. The problem comes in when we eat food that speaks French and our bodies speak English. And so in comes the food speaking French. Bonjour, monsieur. Comment allez-vous? And your body is sitting there like, what is this? I do not understand what this is. And it does its best to figure out what it's supposed to do, where it's supposed to go. But sometimes that language, it's like it doesn't even know where to put it. It does not know where to put it because it's not English. So understanding that the food that you eat informs yourself about your environment. It informs each and every cell in your body about what's actually happening outside of your body. And I don't want to get, you know, I could get pretty deep on this, but I want to keep this simple so that everybody can really understand. Because if you can grasp this, I am not saying that, as Pastor Bibi said earlier, this is not a magic, it's not a magic trick, it's a process. But if you can grasp this, this can be the beginning of a very beautiful, easier, well, simpler, simple journey for you that at least you have a firm foundation and a really good grasp, a really good starting point. Because if you can wrap your mind around what food really is, it becomes easier as you reach for things to eat that it comes to your mind and it comes to your senses and your memory. Okay, what is food for? Is this going to nourish my body? Is this going to help me? Or is this going to hurt me? Is this thing I'm about to eat going to take my hands and walk me down a path of disease and illness? 
or is it going to take my hand and it's going to walk me down the path of abundant wellness, of um, a joyful existence, of full wellness and health in my body, okay? So food is not just the building blocks of the body's architecture. So if you think of the body like a frame and um, like when the architecture draws the blueprints, okay? So, you know, our body is made up of so many different things, our bones, our muscles, our uh, tissue. And then, you know, you go into the organs and each of those organs are responsible for different things. You know, your liver helps your body to stay detoxified. Um, your kidneys filter liquids that you take into your body, right? And it filters out all the stuff that's not necessary, that's not good for you, so that um, it can send the water, which is what it's trying to do, is extract the water to send it to the different areas of your body. So it's not just the building blocks, but it's also information that tells your genetics how to express themselves. So let me break that down for you, okay? Each one of us has coding, DNA coding, right, that we get that actually every single person on the planet has DNA coding, right? And this is where the idea comes from that there are certain diseases that are genetic because of your DNA. So the DNA is... Um, it's the coding that tells your body, like when it's time to make new cells, your DNA lets your body know how to do that, right? It has all the coding. This is how you need to replicate. This is how you need to make this. That's what happens, okay? So food, food talks to your genetics and tells your genetics what to do, okay? Now, the beauty of that, Okay, I don't want to lose any anybody. I'm going to try and make sure I'm keeping this really simple. The beauty is just because something supposedly runs in your family, just because something supposedly runs in your family, it does not mean that you are predisposed to that. It does not mean that you have to get whatever that thing is. Why? What is it that really determines that? What really determines that is the food that you put into your body and the conversation that happens between the food that you've put into your body and your genes and the DNA. So the conversation goes something like this. Oh, okay, so we're seeing that we've got something going on over here. All right, I'm going to give you this mineral, okay, and this vitamin and um, these building blocks, okay, and that gene over there that wants to turn on and express a certain way that would possibly highlight the cancer that's seemingly running through this family, go ahead and turn that gene off so that that doesn't express, so that that doesn't show up in this person. That's what happens. That is why it is so important that what you are putting in your body, what you are eating, is done with the greatest of intention. That it is done in wisdom. 
It must be done in wisdom because ultimately you are either, as I've said before, on the journey to illness or on the journey to wellness based on what is happening in your diet. Now, there are other nuances. Of course, there are other things in life that affect those genes and affect the gene expression, such as stress. Such, of our, such as our environment, such as, you know, how clean our water is. But eating is something that everybody does and does multiple times a day. And so making sure that you are ahead of that, making sure that every opportunity you get to make sure that what you are putting in your body, that it's going to encourage amazing conversations, that is going to speak about nothing but health and nothing but wellness and making sure that things that don't need to be on get turned off and things that need to be on don't get turned off because it can happen in the reverse too where the wrong type of food comes in and says, oh, yeah, that's a great gene to keep that thing away. Yeah, turn that off. That is not a position that we want to be in. And again, the beauty is we have more control over this than we realize. So food can be your greatest ally or your greatest enemy. And that was why I picked the scripture that I picked today. Because we cannot continue to have a lackadaisical attitude about what we are consuming, okay, and expect to spring forth health and wellness and abundance. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. You cannot plant potato seeds or potato tubers and expect for carrots to pop up. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. That's not the design. But there is a design that if we work with the design and we are wise, as the scripture says, those who have ears to hear, if you are wise, then you can turn around anything in your body or at least slow it down, slow whatever is going on, at least slow it down and get it to a place where it comes to a stop and then the body can start to reverse. Okay, so listen, I know that I have thrown a lot at you tonight, <laughs> and I'm so sorry. My hope is that I didn't lose anybody. So let me recap and give you, like, if I could cap it and give it in a synopsis, I would say, right, that what you eat has the ability to make you well or to make you ill. And that decision is entirely up to you. It's entirely up to you. That is 1,000% in your hands, and you have the ability and the choice to make with every meal and every, and every day, whatever it is that you are deciding to eat, and even if you have a bad day where you're like, gosh, man, I just didn't do so well today, that's still growth because at least you're thinking about it. At least you're realizing, okay, I didn't do so well today, but I have the opportunity to do better tomorrow, right? So 
if you can just start thinking about food for what it's actually there for, food is the equivalent of gasoline for your car. And you wouldn't play around and say, oh, let me give my, my car a treat today. Let me, let me give it a sprinkle of sugar. And here, would you like some sugar in the tank? Because, you know, it just, it just, sugar's so sweet and it tastes so great. We would never do that. You would never put sugar in your tank because you know that it could destroy your car. You wouldn't do it. You make sure you put the correct grade of gas in your car. And just as you take care of your car in that manner, then you should. How much more should you take care of the temple that the living God lives within, within you? Okay. So with that, I said I know I dropped a lot on you guys tonight, so I'm going to allow that to soak in and simmer. And as usual, my hope is that every week that I come and I drop gems, that you pick them up and you look at them and you contemplate them and you study them. Like go and do your own study. Go and do some studying on genetics and food and how food affects genetics, right? And, and, and know for yourself so that you can really, from an intellectual standpoint, integrate and really catch a deep understanding so that in that knowledge, you can now progress to elevating to different levels, to higher heights, right? As the scripture says, my people are dying for lack of knowledge. We don't have an excuse in 2023 to not, um, to not grab onto knowledge. This is not like back in the day when there were no computers and there was no internet and there were no books that people could readily put their hands on. We are living in the information age. You have the ability to do all the research that you need to do, to ask all the questions. And if you don't know, then ask somebody who does know. Ignorance is no longer an excuse. Ignorance, we do not have the... We don't have the, um, uh, the liberty of saying that ignorance is bliss because ignorance is killing us. And it shouldn't be so in the church. That should not be happening. Okay, so I'm going to stop now because I'll keep going. <laughs> if anybody has any questions, please feel free to, um, to step up and ask. There are absolutely no silly questions. We only know what we know and what we don't know. The idea is to gain knowledge so that we do know and that we can apply it to our lives because faith without works is dead, okay? So if anybody has a question or a comment or um, a testimony that they would like to share, I would love to hear from you. If not, um, I will definitely be passing it back to Pastor Bibi and opening the floor for if anybody needs prayer or if anyone has any prayer requests. So does anybody have any questions, comments, or testimonies? Don't be shy. I don't bite.
All right, Pastor Baby, it doesn't seem as though we have any questions tonight. Well, does anybody have a prayer request? I I have a, a question. I know you made an analogy about um yeah, uh yeah, the car nobody put sugar in that tank. But my, my car like to go to Krispy Kreme Donuts. I need some help with something healthier for uh my Krispy Kreme donut. So my car do like I knew to go that to was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I mean, you're supposed to be sleeping. <laughs> You're supposed to be sleeping. I'm definitely going to pray for you. If there's anyone else that needs prayer, um, any prayer requests, um, and uh, remember, this is an empowerment line. This is a prayer and empowerment line. And so... Um, if you, I mean, a praise report on anything is always empowering. So if you have a praise report, please um, come forth and give a praise report. And it's always just good to just praise the Lord and give him glory um, in moments like this. And so if you have anything, please step up and speak to it. Okay. 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 All right. So because we are um, being recorded, I want to go back over um, the scripture that um, Coach Nicole gave us, and I'm going to read it over in the Amplified. In the Amplified, it... um, in James 3, starting at verse 11, does a spring send out from the same opening opening both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? Nor can salt water produce fresh water. Who among you is wise and intelligent? Let him by his good conduct show his good deeds with the gentleness and humility of true wisdom. Um, Coach Nicole, you did an awesome job. Your analogies was um, great. Um, The truth of the matter is that we are what we eat. And for years, we understand that vegetables is what's good for our bodies. And we've come to understand that we have natural and we have organic. Um, We also understand that sugar is not good for our bodies. Um, I think constantly um, we've heard all our lives, stop eating all that sugar, stop eating all that sugar. And so now we're 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 in a time. We're in, in such a time as this where now the diseases from us eating too much sugar and eating things that our body cannot communicate with because it's coming in a different language and our body don't know where to deposit or where these minerals or where these vitamins are going. Um, for such a time as this, now we see the manifestation of diseases um, mm-hmm. coming forth among us. And those diseases and those um, um, cancers, um, vital, just disastrous 
situations that's happening in our bodies, um, we can do something about. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want to bring to light that uh, a lot of times religion, religion captivates our minds to make us believe that we can do a thing that we want because we desire it when God mm-hmm. has already gave He's already told. He said it's due penalty. He gave a scripture over in Romans where if these things happen, it's a due penalty. Well, if that is, if if, if we're sinning in a way of fornication or um, adultery, and then these different things happen, consequences. Another analogy, what is the difference than him telling us what he gave us for meat? He gave us herbs for meat. He gave us mm-hmm. vegetables. He, gave, he grew trees that bear this fruit, that we should eat these things. And he said this in his word. And so um, I, just, I just thought that it was, it was a great analogy. Uh, however, I think sometimes we, we justify why we eat the way we eat. And at the mm-hmm. end of the day, it's to selfishness um, and not being selfless and understanding that our bodies, our organs, want they want us to take care of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I can say it that way, we, our bodies want to feel good. Our bodies don't want to take in chemicals and medicines and, and injections and taking all this different, these, these different whatever they just come up with in the lab to keep us alive for another 10 years. Mm-hmm. We're, we're doing our bodies a disservice. And so mm-hmm. I could go on and on with that, and I'm, I'm definitely preaching to myself, and I just, I, I give God praises, hallelujah, um, that this knowledge is going in me and that I'm able to ponder and think on these things daily, and I know that it's changing my mind. It's resetting my mind. It's, it's, it's allowing me to be transformed mm-hmm. into a new the new, I just, I could just feel it, Nicole. So I just want to say thank you again. Um, I, I take great joy in sitting at your feet and listening to you because I know that the seeds that you're planting and, and watering is growing within me. And, and one day you're gonna see me, and I'm gonna be a tree that's bearing fruit from Nicole's um, words. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and pray. If there's no one, one more time. If there's no one out there that needs prayer prayer request that has some empowering words that would like to just um, praise God, we have um, another minute. Okay. Okay. Father, we come to you just uh, again um, thanking you for this prayer line. Thank you, Father, for Apostle Joshua um, not thinking it was robbery to have such a day of health um, for the people that he's ministering to and for us that he's um, taking to the next level and, and growing and on this journey with. I thank you, Father, for Apostle Joshua. Father, we lift Pastor Lani up to you, Father. I pray, Father, I just pray a blessing over Pastor Lenny. Father, I pray, Father, that you would just give him strength where he may be weak. Father, I pray that you give him peace uh, where this mind may be wrapped in something else. Father, I pray, Father, that um, you, you just give him a laughter and a joy, Father, that he would know without a shadow of a doubt that you are walking with him, you are with him. 
Father, and Father, with all his faithfulness and his loyalty and um, and him being obedient unto you, Father, I, I've, I've said it, I pray a blessing of him, Father, but I come in agreement with his heart's desire when it comes to you, Father, when it comes to his family, Father, I come in agreement with his heart's desire, Father. I'm just praying that you will pour him out blessings that he can't even contain, that he his mind will be blown and he will know without a shadow of a doubt that you are with him and that you are real. And I thank you in advance, God, because I know you're faithful. And I know you're intentional. You're intentional with your kings of this earth. Lenny is a king of a king, Father, and I just thank you that you're going to cover him and protect him. And so, Father, as we go forth in this night, Father, I'm praying for everyone that's a part of this prayer line. I pray for Shanae. I pray for Overseer, Prophet Prophet Shanae. I pray for Overseer, David. Father, I pray for Coach Nicole. I pray for Apostle, Apostle Joshua, Father, and I pray healing, um, ongoing healing upon his body, Father, from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet, Father. And, and so, Father, as, as, as you hear um, my prayers, Father, you know the desires of their hearts. Um, you know what they need in their lives. If it's healing, Father, I'm praying that you see your word and their, their bodies are healed. If it's, if it's money, Father, I pray right now that you will begin to provide like never before, Father. If it's joy, if anybody is stricken with depression right now, Father, or, or stricken with oppression, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you just begin to turn it around, Father. Turn it around now, not next week, not tomorrow, Father, but turn it around now that they will see the manifestation of your love and your power in your spirit tangibly in their lives. And so, Father, I thank you for Coach Nicole. Father, I know you're blessing her abundantly, and I thank you for that. I give you glory for that because you're faithful. Hallelujah. You're faithful, God. And as we lay our heads down tonight, Father, cover us and keep us. In Jesus' name, amen. Everyone have a blessed night. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone.